All right, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here, and I wanted to come before you this morning to bring a word that I feel God has given me, and I just want to encourage you this morning. I, I'm going to put on my pastor hat today. Let's try it out and see how it fits. <laughs> God is a good God, and he is worthy. He is worthy of all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Today is December 29th, this Wednesday. Wednesday, we are only a few days ahead of the new year. We only have a few more days in 2021, and I'm so grateful. I am so grateful that God has carried us through the year. Oh my God, what a year! What a year, but God has allowed us to make it this far. And as long as I got breath in my body, I am going to praise my King. I'm going to worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a good God and he is worthy. He's worthy to be praised. When I look back over my life (laughs) and I think things over, I can truly say that I have been blessed. I got a testimony. I not only have a testimony, my God, I am a testimony. God has been so good. He's been so good, so good to me. And I'm telling you, I love him like never before. I thank God for the growth in my relationship with him. On today, I want to talk to you about two things two things that God has really just placed on my heart to just just speak on just speak on because we've got to we've got to uh do better we've got to do better and sometimes we ask God we come before God and we say God what is the answer what is the solution to the problem that I face God we need to hear from you God we 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 can't figure it out we need a word from the Lord and God will send us the answer He will send us the answer, but we reject it. (laughs) We will reject it. If it don't come the way that we expect it to come, if it ain't postmarked and packaged the way that we expect to see it, we will reject the word. But let me share something with you. One thing that I know for sure is that I am a prophet of God. That God has called me to this space and this place, not for the title, not for the title, but for the function, because he knows that he can trust me to be his mouthpiece. He knows that when he speaks it, I will say it. I will repeat it. I will say what thus saith the Lord. I take my time. I take my time to hear from God, to ensure that he is speaking. And when I tell you this morning, this thing that we're going to talk about today, God wants you to hear. He wants you to know because we've got to do better. We've got to do better better. And if you're getting hung up and stuck on the fact that it's Prophet Dawn, you better just shut your eyes and close your ears and try to turn my voice (laughs) into something else so that you can receive the word, so that you can receive the word. Take the meat and throw out 
the bones. Throw out the bones because God wants us to receive the help and the healing that we need. But before we get started today, I just want to tell you what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about drug addiction and and um, alcoholism and how it is plaguing our lives, our families, our community, uh, and 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 everything that. Uh, it has its grips on and, and just being cognizant and, and aware of the tricks of the enemy and how he comes in to trick us with these things and to making them common. He wants to normalize this toxicity and dysfunction in our lives to make us think that it is okay. But God sent me today to send a word to his people, to his people. People, stop it. We got to stop and we have to trust him. We have to trust him. We have to trust him. But anyway, before we get started, because I got a few things that I wrote down uh, that I do want to get to. But before I go there, I wanted to just share a few things. I am... I have been seeking God. I've been seeking God for for healing, healing, and 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 just uh, so much going on in the family, as, as especially towards the end of this year. Uh, so many family members are dealing with sickness, illness, disease in their body. So much so uh, to one of my nieces actually had an aneurysm. Uh, earlier this year, and and I've been sharing it as as we talk about this. Um, she had just recently given birth. Uh, I believe the baby may have only been a few weeks old because she had she had um, days before the aneurysm gone in for her checkup, uh, and I think they do that after two weeks, but I can't remember uh, exactly. But anyway. Uh, the nurse, when I talked to the nurse, when I went to see her, the nurse said she was perfectly fine. She was perfectly fine when they checked her out. And a couple of days later, uh, she had that aneurysm. Uh, other family members who have been uh, hospitalized, hospitalized because of COVID. And we know how that plague has been running uh, rampant. And I'm telling you, 20, 30, 40 years from now, 100,000 years from now, we're going to look back on this time. And this is going to be a season, a season that we're going to reflect on uh, that is uh, uh, biblical, that is, um, you know, uh, it is, is as uh, great or by biblical proportions, right? We're seeing this plague. We're seeing this plague and my thoughts are getting in front of me. And I'll, uh, I'll try to get my mind together because I really, 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 really want to talk about what God has given me to talk about. But anyway, this plague has hit uh, the world by biblical proportions. We've seen in the Bible where, you know, massive amounts of people have just been wiped out by plagues. And, and this is the first time in my lifetime, in my lifetime, that I have seen uh, something like this. So, so everybody is affected. Everybody has been impacted by this and it has hit 
our family in such a way. Cancers and and uh, kidney disease and lung issues, heart problems, all of these things. I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing all of these stories about family members who are struggling uh, in their body. So I began to seek the Lord. I began to seek the Lord. And you all know, uh, Prophet has got that analytical side, that analyst side in her. So sometimes I get, you know, a little uh, practical and analytical and I want to study. I want to go in and say, what does the word say? And and um, what is God, uh, what is he telling us? What has he told us in prior uh, 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 situations or how to resolve these things? What has he given us in his word? So anyway, it led me to going back uh, to a study <clears throat> that I started and I still, for the life of me, I can't even remember why I got into this uh, with Charles uh, Caps, Charles Caps. And, and I'm almost thinking, I, I keep reverting back to when my dad uh, was sick. I, I do remember uh, uh, getting into it heavily then, but I'm almost thinking it was it was when I was with Pastor Valda uh, as we were we were writing out and she was teaching me how uh, to pray and how to be strategic about my prayers and how to, you know, just write them out. But anyway, nonetheless, we are here and uh, I've gotten back uh, into this study and I love what God exposed to him. I absolutely love what God has exposed to him. And he has a book. He has a book that is called God's Creative Power. And I would encourage everybody to get that book. He's got a he's got a trilogy collection. And in that collection, um, he's got God's Creative Power, uh, which is the first book will work for you. God's Creative Power for Healing. And then there's another book, God's Creative Power uh, for Finances. Now, y'all know I don't, I'm not uh, a person to do endorsements or anything like that. Uh, but I tell you the truth, this book is life-changing. Uh, so the one that uh, I've been getting back into is God's Creative Power uh, for Healing. And he has uh, scriptures. He has scriptures that he encourages us to declare over our lives at a minimum of three times a day, similar to if you were to take medication or medicines. Uh, he advises us to take this uh, three times a day. And, and uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is power in the word. There is power in the word. And let me just pause right here because something is just on my mind. People just drive me nuts sometimes when they are ignorant to the power of the Holy Spirit. And see, we don't accept what we don't know. And a lot of times people uh, will reject Wisdom. They'll reject wisdom. I I remember about a week or so ago, <laughs> we were we were all talking, me and my siblings, and it was a good group of us. Uh, it's twelve of us all together, all living. I'm so grateful 
uh, to God for each and every one of my siblings. Uh, although, for the most part, we are estranged from one another. We've grown apart and unfortunately, you know, over the years, but I'm trusting God for reconciliation, restoration, and, and congruency, right? <clears throat> but anyway, I, we were talking and and one of my younger sisters, you know, said in reference to, I don't know if it was in reference to something I said or another said, but she said, well, you know, we we just need to talk real. We just need to be real with each other and talk real. And so what she was saying is that we need to not sugarcoat. We need to not sugarcoat. We were talking about a family uh, situation and she was saying, we don't need to sugarcoat things. And I, I kind of laughed because it tickled me. Because if you know anything about my family, if you know anything about my siblings and, and even myself, we don't sugarcoat. We don't pacify. <laughs> we say it like it is. But I think, you know, a lot of times as we've, we we uh, as many families, you know, experiences, we get older, you know, we kind of slow down, you know, and, and we mellow out a little bit. And maybe we were not as animated as she thought we ought to have been or, or you know, cussing or fussing and all of that and, and, and things like that. Or maybe we were not saying things as sternly as she thought it should have been said, but trust and believe uh, we weren't sugarcoating nothing, and, and we were being our real, true, authentic selves. It just so happens, you know, that as we've gotten older, we've, we've kind of changed a little bit. We've matured a little bit, you know. And what, But anyway, what I brought that up <laughs> to say was she said something that was very key and prophetic. It was very key and prophetic when she said it because we... As the body of Christ, we got to stop sugarcoating what's going on. There is a spiritual warfare. There is a spiritual warfare that is manifesting itself in the natural. And in that natural manifestation, it is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent taketh by force. And see, we want to sugarcoat these things and not call them as though they are. And we want to call them the sweet names that we want them to be. But we've got to start calling out these demons. We've got to start calling out these strongholds. And what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about uh, drug addiction, uh, alcoholism. We're going to talk about mental uh, mental health issues, mental illness, we're going to talk about depression, all of these things, cancer, 
We're going to talk about this plague, COVID, you know, all of these things. We're going to talk about it because God wants us to know. He wants us to know that our help is in him. He is indeed the source of our supply. He is the beginning and the end of our solution. Everything roots back to God. Everything roots back to Christ. Amen. So we're going to talk about it today, uh, but I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to encourage you as God has led me back to this uh, to uh, go on Amazon Go on Amazon and and type in uh, Charles Caps, C-A-P-P-S, and get the collection of his books. God has given him some great revelation uh, concerning healing. And I believe it. I believe it. My faith says that it is so. Um, And God is such a great God that he will allow us to use and leverage and invoke his word to invoke change in our lives, in our lives, all right? So I wanted to start out, let's talk about uh, the spirit of pharmakia, pharmakia, P-H-A-R-M-A-K-I-A, the spirit of pharmakia. Uh, You find that word in the Bible is referenced only a few times, only a few times. But the definition is the use or administering of drugs, right? But the Bible references references it as uh, poisoning, sorcery, magic, uh, and it's connected to idolatry uh, and uh, witchcraft and things like that. So it was it was a word that was derived uh, from uh, a Greek origin, but it was used in the Bible um, multiple times. And again, the word is pharmakia, pharmakia. Um, it is the root word. It is the word that our word pharmacy was derived from. Uh, So the word uh, pharmacy was derived from that word. And and in the Bible, the the scripture reference that is most common or most commonly associated with this word is Galatians 5 and 20. Galatians 5 and 20. And let let me get into my message Bible this morning. All right, give me one second. Galatians 5. And 20, and this takes me to the King James. I want to get into the message. And it says, it starts us out at Galatians 5, 19 through 21. It says, it is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotent 
I'm sorry, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, a vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I have warned you, you know, uh, if you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. Okay. So we're talking Galatians chapter five, and we're talking this morning about drug addiction and alcoholism. Now think about it. How many of us suffer as a result of being under the influence of drug addiction and alcoholism uh, to lovelessness, repetitive, cheap sex, uh, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods. Come on now. God is saying, listen, listen, listen. We have asked the question, and we've asked God to send us the solution. Don't you dare get caught up and get stuck on who you're hearing. You better shut your ears and shut your eyes, and you better make like I'm somebody else because God wants you to receive the answer. He wants you to receive the answer. Listen, drug addiction and alcoholism has plagued our lives and plagued our families to such an extent that it has robbed us of not just our potential, but the plan and the purpose that God has for our lives. Now, I'm going to tell you something about me. I've been, like I said, I've been dealing with some things, you know, some health issues that that have uh, come up in my own life that I've been dealing with uh, over, you know, the last the latter part of this year and and even with like I said with family members who are getting ill and 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 I just became so overwhelmed so overwhelmed maybe a couple of months ago I just said look this is this is enough it's too much I got a lot going on at work and and you know it's it's a little too much for me and I don't want to fall into a place of depression. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be agitated. I don't want to be, you know, just just a, a monster to my family. So I decided, I said, okay, I'm a I'ma go and I'm gonna take this um this serotonin because uh, my doctor prescribed me uh some years ago, maybe a couple of years ago, my doctor had prescribed me uh serotonin because of an imbalance that I suffered during my cycle time. And a lot of us women, you all know, we have those hormonal imbalances that we have that make us become the Grinch of all Grinches. (laughs) Uh, And so anyway, uh, I had actually, when my doctor prescribed it to me, I started taking that stuff. And when I tell you I was taking it, I was taking it as prescribed. Uh, for a few months, and and it just threw my whole, my cycle, everything off. I'm telling you, I didn't have, I took it all last year, uh, or I can't remember what month she prescribed me, but for the better part of last year, I was taking it, and I felt great results, great results. The only thing, the side effects of this um, 
uh, uh, drug that they gave me. It's 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 a SSRI, uh, and it is uh, and it's more common form is Selexa, Selexa, and I believe they gave me maybe a generic form of it. That's why I call it the serotonin uh, drug because. But I think the the commercial name is Selexa. And so when I was taking it, I had had such great results. But the, the, the side effect, and I don't know if this is a bad thing, is that this thing makes me think about thinking. So I don't know what it is about my makeup or, you know, maybe the chemical makeup of my body. But drugs impact me and affect me a little bit different. You know, that's why I never, you know, I never was the one who could... Uh, drink or, or, you know, get high and stuff like that. Like, I am so grateful <laughs> that God took that away from me because I think I would have been the, the biggest crackhead out there. But anyway, I never could take that stuff. So I never got into it. But so the doctor prescribed me uh, these medicines and it makes me think about thinking. It makes me think, it makes me think, 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 think. And then I'm thinking about thinking and I can't turn my brain off. And like I said, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because what I learned uh, through this experience, because I, I had been prescribed it years ago, but I decided not to take it. I said I had stopped taking it because it started making me think about thinking. And I'm talking about, I was thinking about the most minute part of my thoughts. And I can't articulate it any better other than giving you an example of, let's say I start thinking about a book and I, and I, and I lay down and I'm thinking about this book. And then I'm thinking about, okay, well, the book has leather. and Okay, so what is leather made of? And, and then I get all philosophical about, you know, leather and being the, you know, the hide or the skin of the cow. And, you know, how does that, I'm telling, when I tell you, I get so deep into thought. So what I said this time, just trying to be smart, I said, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that when when I take it, that I'm, I either read something or, you know, I, I get a focus on something so that I have uh, uh, substantive thoughts. You know, I'm not just thinking about thinking, you know, thinking about a red apple in the skin and then, you know, the apple in the inside, the, the whatever, the core on the inside. But I'm thinking about something of substance. So I started doing that last year when I was taking the medicine and it worked very well. You know, my thought process, my intellect, everything was was sharpened uh, during that period. But what I noticed was it threw off my cycle. And so I didn't have, you know, my menstrual cycle for seven months. It It wasn't until July of this year that I had my first cycle. And it was funny because... I called my mother like, oh, my God, I think it's happening. (laughs) She was so happy for me. I was happy for myself. I thought I was going through menopause. Uh, But anyway, got through that uh, and, and had it maybe for the next few months. But somewhere in the month of November, October, November, maybe latter part of October, I started going through this, you know, just just so much piled up one thing after another and I say you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a little something you know just just take a couple 
and and I know how to balance it out. I'm just going to take a couple. I'll take two one day and skip a day and take another two. Then I won't take no more. And that did that did me good. You know, it 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 did good. It knocked off the edge of of the emotions and the thing about this Alexa, it doesn't necessarily take all of the emotion away. It's just, you know, when you get sad, like I I found myself tearing, right? Tearing, but I couldn't feel the gut feeling or the feeling in my chest or in my heart. You know what I'm saying? So so it 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 takes some of the edge off, but it doesn't eliminate uh, the the experience of the emotions. And so I was good for those couple of months, but then again, here we go, my menstrual, it, it just stopped. <laughs> so, you know, so a few weeks ago, you know, I had, had gotten some news, you know, and, and uh, wasn't quite happy with it, but I'm trusting God and I know God to be a God who is a healer and all of that, but it just became overwhelming. And so, um, I noticed, and this was, you know, maybe a week ago, not even a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that I did not process through what I had learned and what, you know, I had um, been told. And, and so later in that day, I found myself just aggravated, agitated. I just blew up. <laughs> All of my husband, I just blew up. And I realized, I said, well, wait a minute, this, this should be around the time, you know, that that my cycle should have come and, and, and everything. And so I'm, I'm cognizant of it, but I couldn't control those emotions because I had not processed through what I had, the news I had gotten earlier that day and, and he had done something. And I'm telling you, it was something so minor, but it just shut it, it set it off, it set it off. And so later that day, uh, my my baby, my baby girl, my baby girl. She had, she she didn't even do anything to be honest, but but she did. It was what she didn't do that agitated me. And I'm telling, I was ooh, I was fired up. I was fired up, and something hit me and said, "Oh, girl, you going too deep into this? You better get you a couple of more of them serotonin pills because you just going a little too far <laughs> with this thing. And so I said, well, okay, well, I'll take a couple and get me over, you know, so that I won't be going crazy on my family, at least until we get this thing situated, you know, and I get things, you know, taken care of. And so in my mind, again, I said, okay, well, I'm going to take a couple this time. I'll wait a day and then I'll take a couple more because I didn't want to get back into that pattern that I found myself in uh, the year last year, right? Because I was taking it regularly and I saw these effects to my body. And let me share something else. Let me tell you something else that happened to me before I finish uh, this this experience this time. But what I noticed that had happened to me when I stopped taking those pills, I was taking them regularly, but at the end of last year, at the end of last year, right before I started my new job, I got so depressed. I got so depressed. And 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 for the first time, and I would say maybe about 15 years, 20, uh, I don't know how old my baby is, 18, in about 18 years, 
I had felt suicidal. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Like I, I was done with everything and everybody. And I believe, I believe, just based on what we're going to talk about today, I believe that that was a adverse effect of those drugs. Not when I was using them, but when I stopped using them, my body had become so dependent upon those drugs that when I stopped using them, it took me to a place that I had not been uh, for a long time. Now, here's the thing. I don't believe that God is telling me uh, to instruct that we stop taking uh, uh, the drugs that are prescribed to us. But I believe that what God is saying is we have to be so in tune to the Holy Spirit. We have to be so in tune to the Holy Spirit that we hear from God, that we hear from God beyond what the doctors say, beyond what the doctors say. Now, I am saying with clarity and not sugarcoat nothing, not sugarcoat nothing. I'm saying drug addiction, alcoholism out the door. We got to stop. Whatever we got to do, we got to stop because God is not pleased with it. Listen, some of us are living today. We will not be living in the next three months, six months, 12 months if we do not take heed to this word. These drugs are, they're, they're poisoning our bodies. They are putting us into a place and a position that the next time we take the next hit could be our last time. They are doing things in these drugs, fentanyl, uh, uh, other mess that they're putting in these synthetic drugs that are taking our people out. They're taking us out prematurely. So let me be clear. Any recreational, non-prescribed drugs that we are taking, God is not pleased with it. We are damaging our temple, and our temple is the Lord's temple, okay? So stop it, stop it, stop it. Seek rehab, seek help. Don't try to do it on your own. Listen. I can pray with you, I can pray for you, and I can trust God with you, uh, and, and we can seek out the help that you need. I don't know the answers because I'm not in that field or in that area, but I'm telling you, I trust God enough that I know he didn't bring this to us, that he's not going to get, you know, get us through it. But anyway, so I wanted to be clear, so I'm not saying, you know, if your doctor has you on prescribed drugs that you just need to stop you know, taking them. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying make sure <laughs> that you know the voice of God over the voice of, you know, the, 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 the doctor. So anyway, so that was my experience last year when I was taking it towards the end of the year. I got super, super depressed. You know, my cycles got irregular stuff started happening. It was just crazy. Uh, and this year I didn't take it up until you know, sometime around uh, October, you know, because I started feeling those pressures. But because of the experiences that I had, I said, look, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a stagger it. I'm be my own doctor. <laughs> I would do it. I would do two now and two later, you know, and, and have that effect. But then it threw my cycles off again. And then here I am uh, getting some information I didn't want to hear. Just a lot of stuff going on. Then I started 
going off on my family and it's like they don't deserve that so let me just you know take this hit just so that I can deal with this and just get past this patch until we get things situated you know and so here we are today here we are today and as God was dealing with me even on this morning Even on this morning, how many of y'all know I have always asked God to let me be the first partaker. Let me be the first partaker of the word that he disseminates from heaven into the earth. I'm greedy like that, y'all. I want some. I want mine. I want mine. So sometimes I got to preach to myself. But anyway, I heard the Holy Spirit say, get rid of them get rid of. And so I had maybe about 20, maybe about 24, 24, I counted them. I had about 24 pills left. I had enough to last me because, you know, I wasn't going to be taking them, (laughs) you know, regularly. So I said, I got enough to last me a little while. And God said, get rid of them. So I got up this morning. I opened up the bottle. I poured them down the sink. And I got rid of them. And I'm so grateful to God because he wants us to be free of these things. Going back to the spirit of pharmakia. Pharmakia, having the same, uh, having its root or the root of pharmacy derived from that word. The root of pharmacy and pharmakia in the Bible references uh, sorcery and idolatry and and poisoning and and witchcraft and spells and things like that that was happening during that time and they used that they used those things as medicines they used those things as medicines and God is saying that I created your body to heal itself. God never intended that we would be ill or sick or anything like that. And what caused the illness and sickness is sin, sin, infirmities, the things that we did to ourselves, the state of the world today. What we are seeing today is a result of man's carelessness and sin state. So it was never God's intention that we would be sick or ill or anything like that. But because of sin being introduced in the world, God gave us his word. He gave us his word to use and to leverage for our healing. And with his word, he gave us faith. He gave us faith and hope to believe that he would heal us according to his plan, his purpose. He would heal us according to his ability. And if you know, like I know, there is nothing, absolutely nothing impossible for God. There's nothing impossible for God. Now, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit spoke to me about uh, uh, extinguishing and and, uh, um. Lord, I can't get my thoughts right now because I'm thinking about uh, those pills. But he he spoke to me about uh, getting rid of that medicine. And not because there's anything wrong with Celexa or anything wrong with 
the SSRI or, or, or serotonin, but because I was taking it, I was taking it under my own guidance, right? So the doctor had prescribed them to me before I took them. I had some left over and I just, you know, I was taking them according to how I feel like I need to be taking them. God said, uh-uh, uh-uh, because that is the start of addiction. A lot of us start out our addictions because maybe we had a surgery or we had pains or or something like that that occurred to where we had to legitimately take these medications to help us to, to expedite our recovery or even not even expedite, but to help us through recovery. And we just decided, okay, you know, I'm, I'm done with that, but I feel a little pain in my knee. So let me go take that shoulder medicine that I got, you know, and then I'm going to take it one time and make me feel good. So, all right, I'm going to take it again because I just need to knock the edge off. And that was my thing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've never in my life dealt with any type of uh, drug addiction or or alcoholism because I could never, you know, I could never tolerate those things in my body. So I never dealt with it. But that is the beginning phase. What I was going through end of October. Oh, let me let me just knock the edge off. I'm just going to take a couple of those pills. And and I know how to stagger it so that, you know, I don't have the same effects that I had before. And then here I am a week or so ago. Okay, let me take a couple of more. That is the beginning phase of an addict. Of an addict. And see, you don't want to quench the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I know me, just like a lot of other people, y'all hear him. Y'all hear from him. When he speaks, you can hear it. It wasn't a bold voice or boisterous or anything like that. I heard the Holy Spirit. And, I, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I was getting ready to, um, to get on and, and pray. I was getting ready to get on and pray. And then I started and I, I started feeling a little nauseous. And then I heard the Holy Spirit again. <laughs> I said, let me go do what God is saying so I, can, so I can get through with this assignment and what God has called me to do for the day. You know, we all have that. God is no respecter of persons. I'm telling you the truth. And sometimes he'll use his prophet. He'll use a mouthpiece like me to speak what the Holy Spirit is already speaking into your heart. Just just to confirm it so that you know he doesn't want you to be bound. He doesn't want you to be, you know, when 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 I was reading that scripture in the Message Bible, I thank God for for that translation. But it talked about all of these adverse effects and we all know this is what we feel. When they talk about alcohol, what do they call it? They call it spirits. They call them spirits. Listen, it's right there in your face. The enemy ain't trying to hide nothing. He ain't trying to sugarcoat nothing. <laughs> I need, you know what? Before the end of this day, I need to bless my my little sister, my baby sister. I I I just I love my family. I really do. I I have an estranged relationship with them, but I love them all. I have a deep admiration for them, you know, because I I remind them sometimes. <laughs> I was I was the the big sister that was happy. 
you know, when all of them came, you know, I, some of the older ones, they was like, oh, another, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, you know, as they got older, you know, we, we, our lifestyles are different, you know, our, our beliefs, our core values are different, you know, and uh, I, I don't engage as much, you know, with certain family members, but this, my baby, one of my baby sisters, she's one of the younger ones, you know, they're, they're stepping up. They are stepping up, and I'm quite proud of them, uh, the work that they're doing. Uh, again, I don't agree with them on everything, you know, and they don't agree with me on everything. But before the end of this day, just because God has placed on my heart, I'm going to do something to just bless her, just bless her uh, in, in a way that she knows she's loved. But anyway, back to my point, <laughs> you know. The enemy, he's so subtle. I'm telling you, he's so subtle. He, he's not going to come out and just be, you know, uh, uh, blunt. And some of us who would never steer down that road like me, you know, you you can't bring me no uh, weed or, or you can't bring me none of them. I call them the EpiPens. My kids go crazy when I call it that. But you know those little the little smoking things that that people be using nowadays. You know you you can't bring that mess in front of me. You can't even bring me a cup of liquor, cause I'm I'ma say no, no. I I don't want that mess. I know I can't ingest it in my body. But you bring me some of that uh, uh, Selexa, <laughs> some of that serotonin. When I got to knock the edge off of this cycle, and I thank God. You know I thank God for. Um, just the the woman's body, you know, and our reproductive system. But my God, I mean, this stuff just makes us just emotional. <laughs> I tell people, you know, I have to tell people sometimes, look, I'm not a crier. I've never been a big crier. Even, you know, when I, when I was younger, I never was one to just cry a lot. And I'm talking about tear up type of crying. But my cycle would prove me different. It would show y'all different. Y'all would think I'm just a big old crybaby. And really, I'm not. It just be those mixed up, confused hormones. Uh, but God knew what he was doing when he created the body. But nonetheless, you know, I'm not the type of person that you put a, you know, put a plate of Coke or something in front of my face. I'm going to just, you know, go crazy on it. Uh-uh. No. No, that's not the way that addiction is going to get me, just like the frog. Y'all heard of that, that saying, how do you boil a frog? You know, you don't just put him right in the boiling water because you try to drop that frog in the boiling water, he going to hop out because he feel it on his feet. But if you put the frog in lukewarm water and you just gradually turn up the temperature, eventually that frog is going to boil because it gets more uh, complacent and comfortable and common with the temperature to when it just becomes boiling hot and they don't know it. That's how slick the enemy tries to be. But God sent me here today. I'm telling you, some of us, some of us, and like I said, I just want to be clear because I hear the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying, you know, because some of us, our doctors have us prescribed, you know, some, some antidepressants, antipsychotic, you know, and there's a difference between antidepressants, you know, and antipsychotic drugs. 
you know, it's a it's a huge difference in those. And if your doctor has prescribed them to you, you're taking them as prescribed. Uh, I'm not necessarily speaking to you. I'm only saying make sure you hear from the Holy Spirit, Spirit because there will come a time where the Spirit of God is going to say, uh-uh, stop. But prophetess ain't coming and telling you that today, okay? I'm talking to those of us who are using them in a way that we should not. And I've already established that recreational drugs, if you if you're getting it off the street, let me be clear, if you're getting it from a dealer and not a pharmacist, <laughs> if you get it from a street pharmacist, stop it. And if you can't stop on your own, seek some help, seek rehab. If you are overindulging in alcohol and, and all of those things, stop, stop. These kids on that Percocet, uh, uh, I don't know what all these street drugs are, but stop, stop it. Y'all keep popping these pills. They're making you angry. They are, they are changing the, uh, um, structure and the construct of your personality. You are becoming someone that you are not. You are, I've seen it. These kids get so disrespectful and so angry, and you're coming against the very people who God sent to, uh, to, to really be a blessing in your life. But you can't see it. You can't see it because you're under the grips and the spell of those drugs and the, and the alcohol. And the alcohol. I'm coming to you today. Stop, stop, stop. Seek the help that you need. Seek the help that you need. Jesus is here. He's here. He wants to to save you. And listen, listen, let me be clear about something. Because we're going to start seeing things in the next year or so as God continues to expose himself. I believe that God is bringing a great awakening to the body of Christ. I believe that God is bringing the greatest revival that we've ever seen because it is going to be the clarion call to the remnant within the remnant. And we got to see, we got to know what God is instructing us to do. And by the masses, there are those who will experience him that they will have the opportunity to surrender and to receive salvation. It is going to happen. It is going to happen. But what I want to be clear about is that life and death, God does not have the same value of life and death as we do. The Word of God tells us that our thoughts are not His thoughts. Our ways are not His ways. We don't think like God. We don't move like God. What bridges the gap between our understanding, our thoughts, and our ways to God's thoughts and ways is the Holy Spirit. He left the Spirit as our comforter. And that Spirit is there to give us wisdom, guidance, understanding so that we will have knowledge. We don't need a priest anymore. (laughs) We don't need a prophet anymore to stand between us and God. We can go to him on our own because the highest priest, the highest prophet, the Messiah 
has already come. He has died. He has been buried and he has risen again. He rose again. So we no longer have to have that intermediary uh, between us and God. We can speak directly to him. God wants you to be free. He wants you to be free. I'm telling you these, these thoughts I can imagine. And like I said, I've never been one, you know, to be drunk or, or to be high. But just with, with how that selects it, I'm telling you, it, it makes me think, 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 think. I cannot turn my thoughts off. And I had to be strategic about it. I said, let me, you know, start, let, start reading. This time around, I started following my homeboy. Uh, he's, he's my new friend. Uh, his name is Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson. The science guy. I started getting into him. He got this thing called uh, Star Talk, and I'm telling you, I just started getting into it, baby. And I and I think um, that metaverse. <laughs> I started reading up on stuff and getting into that, and just getting into deep, deep, deep thought. And let me just pause and say something right now. I do not. I don't come against science. I believe you know experts are experts, and what God has given them an expertise in. But can't nothing usurp or be an expert over what I know. I can't not know what I know. I know what I know. I don't believe, but I know. You understand? I know that I know that I know that there is a God. I know that Jesus is my Savior and that Christ has risen from the dead. You cannot deter me from what I know. I know that when I pray, God moves. I know that there have been times in my life that I have been in my most desperate and the most despair. And I just called on Jesus and he was right there. Come on, y'all. I know what I know. And can't nobody or nothing change my mind. I love listening to the guy. I have enjoyed, and it's been a a, a mind filler or a place uh, holder in my mind so that my thoughts don't just go down the dump. But it allows me to process the things that he's been saying and really think through it. But he said... Um, at one point, he de- declared himself to be an agnostic. And I know and understand that with science, science has always taken an agnostic posture when it came to the subject of God. Because science, in science, a scientific fact, a scientific fact is a fact that can be disproven. So it has a a, a positive side, a negative side, a, a side that can be proven, and a, and a counter side, a counter argument that can disprove the argument. So that is what a scientific fact is. But when it comes to God, they cannot prove that there is no God. So in essence, it is not a scientific fact. Okay, so he takes the posture of he is an agnostic. He's not an atheist. He he doesn't believe that there's not a God and he doesn't believe that there is a God. But where we differ (laughs) is I know that I know that I know I'm not trying to convince nobody. All I know is there is a God. And if you believe that there's no God, then, you know, hey, nothing I can do to help you. 
I told my baby yesterday, I said, I don't argue with people. I used to be so passionate about certain things and try to convey my my perspective to people and help them understand where I was coming from. And that caused me a lot of heartache and pain and torn and, and scarred relationships. I'm at the point in my life Baby, I don't argue with nobody. I seek to understand. I want to understand your perspective. And I seek to teach to help you learn my perspective. But all things are not equal. All things are not equal. And a lot of times we allow people to become subject matter experts on things that God has given us and elevated or a next level understanding of. I can't let you tell me what is not true. And we are not on the same level of understanding. We are not on the same level of understanding. You are not going to go to a kindergartner. You are not going to go to a kindergartner to come and manage your household affairs. I guarantee you, as smart as they are, and two plus two being four, you are not going to let them come and balance your checkbook. (laughs) Y'all better catch on. Y'all better catch on. Y'all keep letting the world lead you to God versus us who have an understanding of who he is leading the world to him. All right? So I hope I did my job well. I wanted to just talk about uh uh these addictions and 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 talk about these addictions and uh alcoholism and and just how uh we are bound and we need to see God and we need to get help We need to get help. None of us are exempt, especially in the body of Christ. The enemy is, he's attacking us in subtle ways. Sometimes he's coming and, you know, uh, just, just coming, you know, in boisterous ways. And so we have got to be wise. We got to be wise. Like I said with me, I'm 47 years old this year. Never have I ever had an issue with alcoholism or drug addiction or drug drug abuse. Never in all of my years. And yet I decided because I was, you know, going through some some challenging times and I was having some emotional strain uh, and even some hormonal things that was going on with me. I said, let me just, let me just knock the edge off. See, see the enemy get you thinking, I'm just going to knock the edge off. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. If that's not how it was prescribed to you, don't you start. Because you're going to build a habit that you cannot cut. And so some of us in the church, some of us, you know, we think we don't have a problem because we just taking prescription drugs. That's even worse. You ever had the difference between... Uh, over-the-counter drug and a prescription strength, (laughs) that's worse. So I just want to encourage you today, if you are indulging and overindulging in alcohol, stop. 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 
you are ruining your internal organs and and trust and believe i've been talking about this our bodies they they tell on us when we get older they tell on us we don't do the right thing there are things that we can do to reverse a lot of these things that have happened to our bodies the misuse and abuse because again god has not changed his mind about the body's ability to heal itself so you you've got to couple the word of god get get uh I recommend uh, Charles Capp's book and and get your gospels uh, daily. Take your gospels, but you got to supplement that with a healthy diet, with a good diet. Now, um, over the last few months, I've been having a distaste for for meats. They've been disgusting me uh, lately, disgusting me. But I can do like fish. I still like fish. Uh, chicken a little bit. I, I don't like chicken as much, but but like the pork and beef, it just, it, for some reason, even if I eat it afterwards, I get disgusted. So um, so I'm, I'm, I'm balancing through that, but I know God is just doing something to my body because he wants me to get healthy, you know, and um, fruits, vegetables, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta start balancing our bodies out. Um, my dad used to have the book, um, what was his, Elijah Muhammad, Eat to Live, Eat to Live, or something like that. And and I did, I got that Dr. CB book, uh, but I, I did an audible one time. And I, I just, it, it talked about a lot of um, theoretic, you know, stuff. So, so it wasn't a practical guide. Uh, and maybe that was because I got the audible and it may have been a bridge, but I may even try to get that book. But we've got to get better nutrition. We've got to get better nutrition in our bodies. We got to rebuild what we broke down. Uh, and especially those of you who have abused your bodies over the years with drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, uh, you can repair. You can repair your body. You can rehab your body. God sent me. I'm telling y'all, I'm not playing this thing. As much as I know I'm black, I'm a woman, and I am my mother and father's child. I know that I know that I know I'm a prophet of God. And when he gives me a word, I must speak it. And he has given us a season of rehabilitation reconciliation in our bodies, in our bodies, even even what we're seeing with this plague, with COVID. I'm not going to tell you that you won't get it, but I'm going to tell you, you'll be healed from it. Trust God. Trust God. He will heal you. I got that COVID um, when it first came out. At the end of the year, I got COVID. And I had very mild mild uh, symptoms and I pray I don't get it again (laughs) because I don't want to have to deal with it Um, but if I do I know God is a healer I know that he is a healer not only can he heal but he will heal so we've just got to stand on this word so I brought you this word today and again I hope I did well on my assignment but I just wanted to come by and encourage you you know, maybe that two, three, four, five, six of you <laughs> who dealing with, you know, and struggling with addiction, especially those who are hidden 
in the body of Christ, our brothers and sisters in Christ who are, you know, you thinking, oh, don't nobody know, you know, because I'm, I'm just taking, you know, just it's just the rest of those, uh, don't you call it oxycodones from my, from my last surgery. I'm just taking the rest of the Percocets that I had. You know, it, it, it ain't going to hurt nobody. Yes, it will. Because it's building a um, pattern and a habit. You're building a habit. And, and just like that frog who got boiled, you ain't going to know until it's too late. You're going to think that you're fine. Everybody around you looking around like, something going on. Something going on with this one. They, they, they acting out of character. And I'm telling you that that violence, that violence. I I had something the other day. I was scrolling uh, through these videos, and I saw this one young man had come into the church. It was a Baptist church somewhere. I, they said Memphis, Tennessee, and y'all know Memphis. Memphis is the southern Detroit. And they said he came. He this guy came into church. He walked up to one of the youth pastors and just started welding on him. And uh, the pastor said that the guy was, uh, he had been under the influence of drugs, went to rehab, and, and he had relapsed. And so I said, it must be something else to that story. But I'll accept what the pastor say, because I've seen it with my own eyes. Beautiful, beautiful people, especially family members that I love dearly. I love dearly. They started using those drugs and and getting high and drinking and became monsters. Meanest people you ever meet for no reason. And they sweet as sweet as a dove. <laughs> and ordinarily, today today start getting high. And then they come off that high and they become a, a wretched mess. The Tasmanian devils. It's the drugs. It's the drugs, trust me. Trust me, I'm asking God to, you know, once this stuff extinguishes from my body. I, I, I even had to tell my husband, I said, look, if such and such happened, I'm, I'm going to have to start taking these pills daily. So I want you to watch me because I, I just I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. And, <laughs> but, you know, God has, has convicted me this morning. I can't even take them. I can't even take them. I got to trust God and get into his presence, get into his faith. It's going to be hard. Yes, we're going to experience some things. And for me, you know, yes, some of these emotions that I'm going through uh, uh, with the reality of, 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 of some of the things I'm challenged with right now, I just got to, I got to go through it. Stop trying to get over it. I got to go through it. I got to experience the emotions. I got to cry if I got to cry. You know, just be overwhelmed, take a breath, and, you know, sit down if I got to sit down. And release it to God. Release it to God. And know that it's in His hands, and He got it. He got it. And sometimes the problem is, it's it's what we don't know. It's what we don't know. Because, see, with, with my situation and the information that I had gotten... It wasn't a, a, a solidified, okay, it is what it is. It was more so we need to figure it out. <laughs> so my mind just went left, right, up, down, you know, all around. 
And so it, I, it just became emotionally overwhelming for me. And I said, oh, no, Mm-mm. this is not the time. I got too much to do. And God said, "Uh uh-uh, you let me be that source that you were dependent on, you know, that that Alexa to be for you. Let me be your strength in the midst of your weakness. Excuse me. Easier said than done. But I'm telling you, it can be done. If you can't do it on your own, reach out. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to trust God together. I'm a good listener. (laughs) I may not have all the answers, but I know Jesus does. But I come here to tell you today, God wants you to be free. He wants you to be free, finally free, and never to return. Never to return to that which have made you bound. He's ready to, to bust through those shackles and break open those fetters. To have your mind bound and have your heart, you know, just so, so entrenched and, 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 despair you know you so buried in defeat but God wants you to have the victory be careful of your pride and your ego be very careful of your pride and your ego that will cause you to want to sugarcoat this thing oh I I don't have no problem I don't have no pride. I can get high. I can smoke this weed every now and then. I can, you know, if it, I mean, did you even look back and see? You know, you don't smoke the weed every day. <laughs> you are living far beneath your potential. I'm telling you the truth. Anything that you are doing in life, that you are walking through your life impaired every single day, You are living beneath your potential. Over the last couple of days, I had to do uh, some professional training for my job. And uh, we were doing some security software development training. And uh, they were saying how if you don't catch a security threat in the beginning... If you don't catch a security threat in the beginning, the likelihood of that threat being um, uh, taken care of or remedied or a solution for that threat being derived is 30 times uh, more labor intensive than if you... than if you resolved it in the beginning. So they take you through this slope of, if you get it in the first phase, which is the assessment phase and, you know, understanding phase and discovery phase, then you would have 0% labor, 
right? No labor, no nothing, because you caught it in the beginning. But as it progresses through the life cycle, through production and implementation, if you wait until you have produced and implemented this solution to deal with your security threats and you find a threat, you're going to put 30 times more effort towards resolving that issue than if you would have got it on the front end. Some of us today didn't deal with it on the front end because we didn't believe our parents when they said the best way to stop is to never start. (laughs) The best way to combat addiction and to stop addiction is to never start. So some of us tested and experimented and we got a little bit caught up into it. So we went from one phase of life to the next and now we doubled up the effort to get rid of it. Some of us have progressed even further in our lives and we become full-blown addicts. And now we're going to have to put in the work. I'm never going to tell you that work won't need to be done. We got to put in the effort. But just know this. Your life is not your own. Your loved ones are being affected by your, your decisions. The things that you do, the people around you, you are not an island alone. And everything you do has a an effect on the people around you. You think it's okay that you're going around drinking and, and oh, well, I just do it on the weekends. I wait, I go party, I go do this, I go do that. No, you're taking away from your family. Because what that poison is doing to your body, cutting down your years. Cutting down your years. You, you're going to be in your 60s, the messed up your liver, messed up your other organs. Now you're sick. Now your kids got to take care of you or bury you too soon. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. You ain't there anyway. Going to the clubs and getting drunk and wasted. You ain't there. <laughs> you are not there. You are not yourself. So anyway, I'm rambling now. But I want to pray before I go. But I, I just, I hope I did my assignment right. And I hope many of you uh, are prepared to act and hear the clarion call. Father God, we thank and praise you and we just honor you because you are a great and mighty God and you are simply great and you are worthy to be praised. We thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice, Lord God, and especially those who are struggling with and dealing with addictions, drug addiction, alcoholism, sexual addictions, any types of addictions that take us away from you Take us away from our understanding that you are our source. You are our source of everything. You're the source of all of our supply. You are all that we need. When we make these things idols above you, when we shift from our weakness and allow something else to be our strength, Lord God, help us to return to the path that you have created for our lives. 
Help us to combat the, the, the desires and the temptation of these drugs and, and it's alluring to us. Help us to combat it. Help us to have the strength to do the right thing. To get into rehab if that's what we need. To, to you know, stop using drugs. To pour those pills down the sink. Help us. Father God, I thank and praise you. And I know that you wouldn't have brought this word, Lord God, if you didn't have the resolution, the, the solution. If you weren't ready to bring forth deliverance. Father, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Save us, Lord God. We make you Lord and, 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 and give you full reign over our lives. You are Lord of our lives. And we thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the testimonies that are being birthed out of this message and this prayer today, Lord God, for those, especially family members who are struggling with drug addiction and alcoholism, Lord God, help us to be broken free. I celebrate you and I thank you, Jesus, for you are a great and mighty God and you are greatly to be praised. Now, Father God, I seal this prayer this morning through our faith and ask, Lord Jesus, that you will dispatch your angels to do that which you have commissioned them to do in each and every one of our lives. And Father God, I ask for immediate manifestation of your glory over this message and this prayer. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Thank God and amen.